Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Elder Scrolls Lorecast! Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back. It is that time again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. It is 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursday night, and I am here, uh, your host, Tom or Robots, with my co-host, Lotus of Doom. Lotus, welcome back. How's it going? Things are well. Things are well. I'm definitely not completely sleep-deprived from excessive amounts of mid-year mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) Too much PvP will do that to you. (laughs) Yeah. But otherwise, I'm good. I'm good. Well, good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're here with a bunch of our uh, live viewers on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash robots radio. And we just got through, uh, we just got, man, we've already blown through the month of January. This year seems to be going faster than last year did, which is probably a good sign. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We had our patron episode last week, and now we are back to doing some more character episodes about some of the more famous characters in Elder Scrolls Online. We talked about all the rulers recently, and now it's time to talk about some of their most important, I guess, helpers? Uh, Associates? Essentially second-in-commands. Yeah, second-in-command-ish, or at least uh, private guard-type people. Yeah, private guard. They all have this roguish quality to to each of them, which is kind of interesting. They're, uh... It's funny, they'll have a decent... Yeah, yeah. Secret Service is a great way to put what each of them is. Yeah, yeah. So we're kicking it off with Razumdar. Uh, one, because we just finished up with Queen Irene, and so it kind of made sense to move into Razumdar, but also because he's one of the more uh, popular of the three that we're eventually going to discuss. And mm. um, why don't we just get right into it? Uh, most of you who have played Elder Scrolls Online know who Razumdar is. He shows up in a number of quest lines throughout the series, including, of course, the main um, uh, uh, Eldmary Dominion, Dominion. Uh, yeah. quest lines. Words fall out of my brain. Yeah, um, words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. Uh, but let's let's get into it. Uh, Razumdar was born to Kidea. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. A I think so. Farmer who owned the Sweetwater Farmstead in Maryvale. His father left before his younger brother, uh, Rakazargo, I think is how you pronounce that name, was born when Razumdar was just a cub. As such, he never knew much about him, but did remember that he played the lute very beautifully. Raz taught himself how to play the lute, but his mother never did like the sound of music as it reminded her of his father too much. This is uh, basically the plot line of that um, that Pixar movie, uh, the one with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the skeletons, um, the Day of the Dead. Uh, what's that one called? I don't know. Have you seen that one? You probably haven't seen it. I, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's a similar plot. The whole it's like kinda, it's kind of funny though. That's similar plot to it. Yeah, to to a Pixar film. My camera, my camera. I need to stabilize my camera better. It's it's not perfect. Um, 
anyway, uh, so going on, um, he and Rizargo both had red hair unlike their mother, suggesting they inherited it from their father. Kadea said that Razamdar was clever, but when it came to farm work, it was hard to believe he was born and raised in Maryvale. Raz said his brother had been kept at his mother's side too long, resulting in him being too dependent on her. Notice these are these are some characteristics. So oftentimes, if you make comments about other people's personalities, it often points more back to yourself, what your own personality is like. Uh, being too dependent, too stuck in one place, that kind of concept is the opposite of what Razumdar is all about. Mm -hmm. He would often come down to the storage cellar at the farmstead as it was one of the few places he could hear himself think. He promised to each of Jadal's daughters that he would marry them, lying to each of them since he had no intention of returning to the town. <laughs> I love this. This is one of those things that you come across um, if you play through the Elsewhere quest line. Uh, yep. Razumdar shows up in there and yes, uh, go to Maryvale if you actually have access to the elsewhere, uh, northern elsewhere region, because <laughs> despite his original plan of not going back, he does end up back on his plantation and it is a great quest. <laughs> it's, it's good. There's all these ladies who are very upset with him, <laughs> especially when he returns. And, yep. then, and then they find out that he made all these promises to the other ladies. And they're like, what? No, he promised you'd marry me. And they all, and it's like, ladies, 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 <laughs> we don't need to argue. <laughs> it's pretty good. And Coco. Yes. Thank you, chat. Coco. That's the name of the, the Pixar movie. So one day, an incident involving a, quote, certain high elf of noble uh, of nobility seeking adventure, three bottles of whiskey and a small fire convinced a young Raz to leave home and go on an adventure. Now, we did just talk about Queen Irene. That certainly does sound like Queen Irene, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't exactly sound like Prince Naaman. <laughs> <laughs> Never particularly fond of small town life, Raz took the first opportunity he had to leave. Having to keep his future role as an eye of the queen's secret, Raz chose not to tell his family that the young elf was the future Queen Irene, and his mother assumed he left to chase after another pretty face, which is a fair assumption, right? Like, oh, he's, this is the common thing. This is what he keeps doing. So maybe that's why he left, right? Like, you wouldn't just right. assume that the future queen of the Aldmeri Dominion showed up and whisked him away in order to work sure. for her, you know, like... <laughs> Plus, it is Kate Beckinsale, so that's acceptable as well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. I mean, uh, maybe it's maybe it's both. Maybe he's just yeah, chasing it, after it, a pretty face while also working for her. Exactly. He saw two bonuses in the scenario. <laughs> so, Razumdar's early adventures before the founding of the first Aldmeri Dominion are largely unknown, but brought up by him at random in conversations. And let me pause there. There is a lot of dialogue with Razumdar. I yes. am not putting any of it in this episode because there's so much. It's kind of hard to pick and choose. It's also hard to know what things people have played through and what things would be spoilers. So, right. He's a very integral character beyond just th these recurring characters show up a lot more past their initial base games faction storyline and become pretty major characters overall for different expansions. Yeah. And you spend a lot more time with them than you do, say, the rulers. You come across the rulers on occasion. You hear them pontificate or, you know, address yep. a crowd or reward you when you turn in a quest. But you don't really get to, like, hang out with them and have conversations. Um, these types of characters are the ones that are the most like a companion 
so far. Eventually, they're, they're going to add companions into ESO. But right. these are the ones that you, when you're following a quest line, you're going to check in with them regularly or they'll end up at the place you're supposed to go and you'll be paired up with them in order to sneak through a, a village or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fight the bad guys or, or whatever. And they'll kind of be there with you while doing that stuff. And because of that, you get a lot of opportunity to hear their perspective on things. They comment on things as you go through, through stuff or they have conversations with people or like the the example of the, the women. The women come up and say, Roz, what are you doing here? I thought I was the one that you were going to marry. And then he, you know, hems and haws about it, um, which is kind of fun to hear because the second half of this episode, we're going to go through a document called Meet the Character, which is a uh, a high elf's perspective of who he might be before he was well known as an eye of the uh the queen so um you, you'll get a little bit more sense of what he's actually like without us having to necessarily go into the dialogue so fun stuff fun stuff so let's let's go a little bit further into this so uh um let's see and largely unknown but uh brought up by him in random conversations that's where we ended painting a picture of rather eventful escapades Razumdar was a wandering mercenary, which is how he garnered his reputation. During this time, he met the Morag assassin Naryu Virian, who we're going to talk about in the future. At mm-hmm. one point, Razumdar met Iren during her time traveling the mainland. And here's, here's another perspective on how they initially met. Um, either in Wayrest or Whiterun, and there's some conflicting information about out there as to where they first met. Now, they may have been in both locations together, but the the first time they met is a little foggy. Now, that may also be because every time you ask Razumdar to tell a story about something, he seems to uh, add <laughs> or subtract yeah. information he, at he will. He can spin a yarn for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, some of the finer details when talking to Razumdar, even when you go through stuff, you can tell there's definitely embellishment. Uh, we've made reference to, to being back, you know, at home. And during that quest line, he's super dodgy about some things where it makes him not look so good. And he definitely talks up other things. That's mm-hmm. just his that's kind of his M.O. He's he's very proud of himself and will try his best to make you also realize how great he is. He's a wonderful talker. He sure is. I'm sure every one of you knows somebody like him in your own life who can just, they can like hold a, the audience, like they're the guy at the party who can just like catch everyone's attention and tell a story and everyone just pays attention. They become like the center of the room. Right. Um, But when it comes down to it, the details are a little fudgy. Like yeah. they may they may or may not have happened exactly the way they told it, based on a true story type of deal. Right, so, right, yeah. So you have to take all of anything that he tells about himself. You kind of have to take with a, with a grain of salt. Um, so it goes on and says the story involved a drunken school marm and a purple velvet dress. <laughs> Eventually, by. <laughs> By the second era of 582, Razumdar had become a member of the Eye of the Queen, being involved in several events, such as the foiling of the Veiled Heritances plot in both Ardon and Greenshade. And this is part of the quest lines that you'll yep. go through. 
the ascension of the lunar champion to the main in Reaper's March, investigating a widespread murderer in the Gold Coast, which is interesting stuff. Yeah, and that's the Dark Brotherhood expansion to Elder Scrolls Online, where you do that. Yeah, in the Gold Coast. Yep. Yeah, I love I love that stuff. Yeah, um, that was a that's a great miniature. I don't even know what you call it because that was before they got their full system of expansions down to the science that it kind of is now. A little DLC. That was DLC. It, yeah, it was like a little DLC. It was a zone with a, a guild and you got a quest line and stuff like that. It's very, very good, though, if you are interested in Raz or the Dark Brotherhood. I really would love an expansion on that. I would love uh, like a second, like mm-hmm. a, a continuation of the storyline and more yep. of those kinds of quests. Um, and the, there's like the hidden quests in the back of the lair. We should go into this in a future episode where you just read these hints in a book. And oh, yes, your your uh, assassination contracts. And they they give you like a, a riddle, basically, right. of what the person is. And you have to solve it to hunt them down and kill them. Right. There's like the main quest line. Then there's this side quest line where you have like the book of, uh, you know, oh, go to this place, kill this person. And of course, it puts a little target in the map and you know exactly where to go. And then there's a, that room in the back that gives you these riddles and doesn't tell you specifically where to go. The only way and you know zones, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Yeah. The only way you know exactly who to kill is through the, the details in the riddle and the fact that the killer always has a white eye. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the telltale signs when you, when you find them. Um, but those are really cool. And then of course you get these like red statues of their, their, the dead person you killed like in the back of the place. Anyway, um, those are fun. I would love more stuff like that. So anyway, if you guys are listening over at Zoss, good stuff. More do, of that. Do more. I like it. That good. Yeah. That good. Do more. Um, <laughs> so he, he Ardon, green shade, Reaper's March, gold coast, and then uncovering a Daedric plot in the Somerset Isle. So even the Somerset expansion involves Razumdar, which makes sense because it has to do with the Eldmary dominion. Right. And you'll have to, he'll be your basic in, in order to talk to the proxy queen and get the whole thing on Somerset started pretty much anything from the dominion side of thing regionally you'll most likely bump into Razumdar, even if it's, even if he's not like a major factor, he will probably be there in some way to kind of nudge you in a direction for something like that. Cause he's known as the eyes of the queen, which is like you said, their secret guard. So he kind of needs to be floating around in all these locations to keep an eye on everything. Yes. And he, and he does a good job of it. He's, he's pretty secretive when he needs to be. He's, he's very loud and distracting when he needs to be. He can, you know, he has no problem. Shall we say lying through his teeth <laughs> if he needs to. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and I think all of these are wonderful traits of uh, the Khajiit in, um, and we've, I've talked about the Khajiit before. I did an episode on them. Um, we've talked about how the Khajiit are often uh, underestimated by the other races, especially groups like the High Elves. They're seen as like a beast race. They're not seen as, an, as intelligent or cultured, these kinds of things. But the Khajiit are smart. They are very smart. And Razumdar excels at that. He understands. He has like a, a, an immense amount of street smarts. He knows how to manage himself out in the world he knows how to disappear into a crowd or uh work his way out of a situation where a bunch of women all believe that he was going to marry them you know like <laughs> like any anything like that um now lotus before we get to the middle of the show and, and this whole passage about the meet the character 
what do you remember? And I know you're going to have to go way back in your, your memory here because this is back when you started the game, I'm sure. <laughs> but do you remember when you first came across Razumdar what you thought about him? So it's kind of funny. Um, I actually sort of do because even though Razumdar is, you know, his first influence or introduction is in the Aldmeri Dominion storyline when you meet him, I did not do the Aldmeri Dominion storyline for quite a while because I don't like the Aldmeri Dominion. <laughs> right. So right. I actually delayed on doing their story until just a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I had kind of an interesting view because even though I'm like a long-term player, I got to hear about him a lot more as if I was a new player because I was totally unrelated to that thing yeah. or that faction. And I had seen him in other aspects. I, without spoiling it, you saw him in the main storyline, just as you bump into lots of characters toward the final assault on in cold Harbor. Mm -hmm. um, I had done the dark brotherhood. So I had met this Khajiit that worked for them, but I had no context to him yet because I wasn't his friend or anything, which they do a good job of pulling that stuff forward. So at the same time, if he was supposed to know me in advance or had the possibility, he did not in my game because I right. had not met him yet. Right. Um, and I liked him. I thought he was funny. He had a lot of pretty snarky one-liners, which I, I was amused by. And then when I went through the storyline without actually, you know, spoiling anything, I mean, it is old, but I don't need to overtly spoil quest. Sure. Sure. He's, a, he's a pretty memorable character. Um, and it was kind of interesting since I, Normally, I play things in order. I played essentially his character line out of order because I had done, like I said, the Dark Brotherhood. I had done Somerset, so I had met him through there. So I actually had all these interactions with him further down where most people would be reacquainted with him. Right. And I had gone back and I was like, oh, I have no idea who Catman is. Like, what's, what's he doing? Right. And right. then it was like, oh, he's great. Like, uh, Resumdar is hilarious. And he does. He has a couple really funny ones. He, he's very snarky. Um, he's very sarcastic. He's a, he's a very funny character. And there was an interesting... I'm trying to think of the easiest way I can not go too in depth into it. Uh -huh. Toward the end of the Elmiri Dominion storyline, there is a very interesting choice that involves Rasmdar, which I, I can't. I don't really know how to explain it because, like, it upset a lot of people, depending upon what you pick to do in that uh -huh. situation. Because people either love Razumdar, and I mean, there's no way to spoil the fact that like Razumdar is still alive, so it's not like a life or death thing. But it's it's just sure. a weird scenario. Yeah, but sometimes where, sometimes you can have a uh, you know this or that choice, which causes you yeah. to betray a friend or causes right. you to do something that you would be morally against, and that's and that's exactly. just as difficult maybe as you know getting somebody killed yeah and let's just say in my game because i had no love for the Almeida dominion and i'm not a role player but i kind of went through from the perspective of like yeah i'm not going to help you guys i did not do a great thing for Razumdar, so it was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> people are yelling at you right now they're like lotus 
No. Oh, yeah. No, so many people. When I when I talked about it on Tales, people were like, what are you, a monster? I was like, look, <laughs> all right, I can't be bothered with supporting the Dominion. <laughs> I, I might like Razumdar, but uh, he's way too gung-ho in all of this. So, But um, yeah, if you haven't, the, the storyline zone-wise that I'm referring to is in Reaper's March, if you have any interest in it. Um, there, There's just... <sighs> It, it, he's pretty involved throughout the entire main quest line. So yeah, I would, that, I would carry it through all the way through. I would, I would start at the beginning oh, and kind of carry it through. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. great storyline, even though I don't like the Dominion. It's very well done, and it's actually almost... It might be the most cohesive of all the storylines, honestly, yeah. Yeah. like storyline-wise. But yeah, he's he's got a couple major points that I... I really like him. He's, he's a funny character. He's just, he's funny. He had a couple lines that literally made me like actually laugh while playing throughout the game. So that's a good sign. And, and yeah, it's tough to be, it's tough to be funny in games because uh, a lot of humor requires timing. And in games, you want to allow the player to manage the timing as much as possible without locking them into a cutscene or something. Right. So, yes. Um, so creating actual good humor, like laugh out loud humor in a game is, is difficult. You know, you can do fun things, but it's it's hard to make things hilarious. It's also pl- tough, to, even harder to make them land when it's a multiplayer experience as opposed to a single player thing. You can craft even less of it. And, yeah. you know, controlling timing on humor is one of the most important bits. And it's real hard to control timing in a multiplayer aspect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a good character. He's, he's got and whoever's voice actor is, is hilarious. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this one believes he is hilarious, too. Um, <laughs> I, I want to do a Khajiit as a voice actor in one of these games someday. Um, I'm not part of any voice actors guild or anything, so I probably can't ever do it. But uh, <laughs> but that would be cool. Um, my my first it's hard to remember the first time I ran into him because I know I ran into him doing other stuff because I also did not start with the Aldmeri Dominion. But mm-hmm. uh, being somebody who makes a lot of different characters and then goes to like the original zone where you start out. Eventually you run into him as just part of the, you know, basic leveling through the content kind of experience. Um, and I remember finding like the fact that he seems so knowledgeable and yet so unwilling to actually tell you what's going on initially. It was kind of a red flag. He's like, Hey, I helped you out. Here's the thing. Meet me over here. I can't tell you anything else. And you're like, Okay. All right. Like, that was vague. Yeah. yeah that, thank that, you. That, that was, was quite vague. Was what vague. am I getting into? Right. Yeah. And then, and then of course he, he starts to open up as things happen and he's like, Oh yeah, this is the thing I couldn't tell you. It's pretty hilarious. Now we have to do this other thing. And you know, your, your life is now in danger, you know, and it's, it's like that kind of stuff. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I'm on board now. Um, and he becomes more and more likable as it goes on. And by, of course, by the later content, you already know who he is. So when he shows back right. up, it's like, oh, it's Raz again. Yeah. He's, he's like your old buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you do Why, something terrible cool to him like uh, Lotus did. <laughs> he, he forgave me. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, he forgave me. He just was very displeased for a while with me, which I was <laughs> amused by. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then. Um We'll tell you what, let's go to the middle of the show and we're going to come back and read through this document because I think it is a wonderful uh, explanation of who he is, especially to somebody who doesn't know him on a personal level. And I think that that is very insightful for a lot of us who have become way too familiar with him to understand kind of maybe what he might actually look like to other people. So let's go to the middle of the show. 
The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. <laughs> Solier in chat says maybe he's a relative of Mike. <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. another Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you to our patrons. This is the part of the show where I get to say thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. You guys are amazing. There's a whole bunch of you. I think we've got like 41 patrons at this point. You guys are phenomenal. And we have four. Uh, we have three tier four patrons and one tier five patron who gets called out every week. Noodle al dente. Thank you again, Noodle, Noodle for supporting the show. And if you would like to get ad free episodes or discounts off of uh, stuff on our T-shirt store or uh, have the extended episodes where we chat with uh, the chat, the chat room at the end, um, each episode usually goes on an extra 10 or 15 minutes and we sometimes even go in further detail in some of the stuff we talk. So if you want to catch any of that stuff, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and sign up for any of the tiers. Um, the the basic bottom tier, you get ad free episodes and you get the extended episodes. So it's it's kind of, a, you know, it's it's such an easy it starts at one dollar and there's 30 slots available and and sometimes people drop off. So the slots open up. So it's it's really an easy purchase, like 25 cents or less an episode, depending on how many weeks are in a month. Um, plus, if you sign up on tier four or higher, you get to join us at the end of the month and talk about the Elder Scrolls with us on the podcast. So go check it out. And thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing and you help me do this every week. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, Lotus. So I'm going to read through this document. It's not too long, but uh, it's definitely got a lot of words. So I'll try to get through it quickly. And if you have any thoughts as I'm getting through this and want to chime in, feel yep. free to feel free to stop me. Feel free to jump in. Okay. All right. So it's called Meet the Character Razumdar by Judiciar, Judiciar Rolumdel, a Judiciar's investigation into a mysterious Khajiit. So this is written at a time when the rest of the Eldmary Dominion did not know who Razumdar was. He was still a mis mysterious character and by design. So Queen Irene had hired him to be an eye. And of course, he has to be a secretive character. So he didn't go. She didn't go around introducing him to everyone and like, oh, by the way, this is my secret agent, everybody. You know, like he was the secret agent. So he's just like around doing things. And that gets noticed. So it says here a report by Ju Justiciar Realmdale of the Divine Prosecution at the request of Kinlord Melenthal. And I looked up that name. That name only comes up like twice in any dialogue at all. There's no uh, description about who that is or where they come from. But obviously, it's an important member of the aristocracy, somebody who's you know curious about what's going on with this Khajiit. I have begun an investigation into one of the recent arrivals to Somerset, a Khajiit who answers to the name Razumdar. The suffix has a number of meanings in the Khajiit tongue, including clever, capable, and thief. I have yet to decide which description best fits this arrogant and swaggering Raz. For some reason, I plan to uncover the 
I'm sorry. For some reason, I plan to uncover the Kinlord seems uncomfortable with the newcomer's presence, even somewhat fearful. On the surface, I saw little reason for this attitude, but once I began to dig, certain truths began to emerge. Razumdar claims to be a humble traveler or a merchant's agent scouting new trade opportunities or a courier from Aradon or any of another half dozen different stories he tells when asked about his background in business in Somerset. He arrived in Shimmerine by ship from Aradon and took up residence in the Anchors Away Inn. He spends his days wandering the city and talking to everyone and anyone he can get to stand still long enough to interrogate. And make no mistake, he is interrogating them. He just does it in a such a way that the average person never notices. From what I was able to observe, I suspect this Razumdar could talk the wings off a griffin. <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> if only more of my bailiffs had such skill. The Khajiit appears unassuming and self-effacing during one encounter with a city guard, then brash and cocksure a moment later while dealing with a merchant hoping to take advantage of an unsophisticated newcomer. To be fair, I was impressed at how he turned the merchant's aggressive sale pitch into a deal that allowed him to acquire the goods he desired at a substantial discount. He appears into crowds with practiced ease, which I learned the hard way as I followed him toward the monastery before he slipped away. I've tracked hardened criminals more easily than I was able to shadow this puzzling Razumdar. Silence and stealth are only two of his enigmatic Khajiit's surprising talents. When he wants to make his presence known, he can command an audience with humor and a smile. I watched with growing unease as a crowd of thugs surrounded him on the docks, quite certain I would have to reveal myself and intervene on Razumdar's behalf. But before things turned ugly and violent, Raz was joking with the crowd and turned their anger into a fond interaction that had everyone laughing. It was a brilliant performance on the Khajiit's part, and I, it impressed me more than I care to admit. So what do all these seemingly contradictory talents tell us about the inscrutable Razumdar? I have two theories, both of which on the surface seem totally outlandish, but allow me to press on. The first concerns, concerns something I know quite a bit about, illegal activities. I suspect that Razumdar might be a criminal mastermind from the mainland <laughs> who is using the Queen's decree to expand his operation into Somerset. If this turns out to be the case, even the divine prosecution would be hard pressed to rein in this elusive crime lord. The second seems equally bizarre as I write these words. Perhaps Razumdar is one of the fabled warrior guards of the main, the leader of elsewhere. Why a servant of the main would travel to Somerset and keep his identity a secret has me stemmied, but the various skills displayed by the Khajiit make this theory mostly sound. Why either of these revelations would overly distress the Kinlord, however, I have no idea. One final theory has just occurred to me. It struck me when one of my bailiffs brought me documents that identified a Khajiit matching Razumdar's description who had visited Somerset in the past, before the Queen's recent decree. This particular Khajiit was spotted in and around the royal palace in Alinor during Queen Irene's last visit to the island, sometimes even at the Queen's side. If that was indeed this Razumdar, then perhaps he's one of Her Majesty's legendary Eyes of the Queen. In that case, that would make Razumdar a spy of extreme talent and cunning. If that is the case, if that is the cause of the Kinlord's distress, then perhaps my investigation should concern him 
and not this complicated and mysterious newcomer. This is so well written. Yeah, it's 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 great. And I love how while analyzing Razumdar, since he is an outsider to, you know, Somerset as the queen opened the borders to have, you know, free movement and trade between Somerset and the mainland. He's getting scrutinized along with everybody else, and they're completely oblivious to the fact that it's like, yeah, you're basically watching somebody who is watching you for the highest ranking official on your entire side. <laughs> right. You know, he's completely aware he's being tailed the whole time. Exactly. And and I I like the the bit of self-awareness at the very end where it's kind of brought up that it's like, well, if this is who we think it is and it is an eye of the queen, why is my superior, the kin Lord, so uncomfortable about this? Right. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Wait a minute. Right. right. It's like, oh, this should be, you know, oh, wow. Okay. We have an idea. So the queen's obviously got, you know, her finger on the pulse over here on Somerset. Like thing, it's not out of, you know, the range of her view, but it's like, well, if he's all nervous, clearly he would want to be out of that view. So it's, he, he's, yeah, it is a very cool document and it, it's, it's very interesting because even being part of the dominion, Regardless of if he, if he was or was not an Eye of the Queen, he could just be like a generic Khajiit merchant for, for that matter. Sure. But they're so suspicious of anyone, even in their own alliance, that would dare to come back to like, oh, what, what business do you have to Somerset? Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, the borders were just opened by the queen. Like, this seems like this should be OK. And it's right out the gate. Not OK, because it's well, you're not a high elf. Why? Why are you here? You're not old, or you don't belong here type of thing. So. Right. Right. You seem remarkable. And that makes us nervous. That, yes. <laughs> something's weird about that. Right. Stop being special. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like you're too you're too qualified for just being a merchant or whatever story you're telling. Right. Um, which is true. Like it's true, you know, sure. But at the same time, I'm sure they're cautious about a lot of people who don't have nearly the same amount of qualities as he does. Oh, for sure. And I mean, anybody on Somerset is likely been bred with a lot of xenophobia. since mm -hmm. <laughs> allowing your, even your own Alliance or whatever, because you know, the, the Almere dominion at the time wasn't this long established thing necessarily as they've been letting other uh, races into the alliance but it's one of those situations where they're not used to dealing with anybody who doesn't just live on somerset already <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's that's it their trade is they go elsewhere not well i mean they could go to elsewhere but they go <laughs> somewhere else is what i meant right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they probably do, do go trade. to elsewhere that's that yeah, they, sense. They probably do go to elsewhere <laughs> but um but they'll travel someplace else to get their supplies as opposed to like letting people beyond the docks into Somerset itself. It's, it's sectioned off. It's, you know, it's private. That's, that's the land of the high elf. You, you don't belong there unless you're part of the royalty of the Altmer. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I like this whole thing with uh Kinlord Millenthal. Mm -hmm. I, I hope we get more about it. I, I searched, I, you know, I, I, oftentimes when they name somebody like this, they'll come back up later, you know, like yes. there will be dialogue just, later that says like, oh, we found out Kinlord Millenthal was, you know, trying to kill the queen or you know something like right. that. Um, and there isn't anything specifically about him. Now, he may be part of a group that was named or something, and I just don't have any connection knowing that. Could um, be. 
Could be. Um, but it would be really cool to have like that name get called out again and be able to trace that back to this, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, my, my problem is, is just with the ranking system that not only just the Elmer Dominion has, but so many factions, there's, there's so many kin lords and yeah. kind reeves and all this stuff. I, I can't keep track of it. Yeah. It what is kin like, lord? Oh my God. There's, yeah, exactly. It's like, sure, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's probably the equivalent of like a duke or something, you know, like. I, I th- yeah, I think it's a like more of a local regent yeah. type of leader as opposed to, because you've, you know, in some of the dungeons you fight like Kinlord Rillis the 17th or something like that <laughs> uh-huh. in, in the banished cells. And so, you know, th- there's there's Kinlords and all these titles that it's just like. I don't remember who's what. So then you add the names to it and it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I find that stuff interesting. I think it would be cool yeah. to get a little bit more detail on that sometime in the future, but you never know. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on, on Razumdar uh, before we wrap up the, the episode? Um, not really. I mean, the potential of Razumdar, he's one of the recurring characters. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said it on this show before. I I like recurring characters, but I'm not the biggest fan of characters that, um, how can I put this, might be eliminated in one way or another and then are for some reason back again. (laughs) Uh Um, I I like Razumdar. I feel like he's a very good character who, even though he's, you know, the right hand of the queen, has a lot more practical application than just working for the dominion. That's why I thought he works great in the dark brotherhood, uh, as well. And that's not a, that's not a faction thing. Like mm-hmm. it, with the dark brotherhood DLC, he, he really has nothing to do with queen. A Ren. he's off on his own thing, uh, searching down and working with something called the sweet roll killer in that expansion. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's great. And it didn't involve, he has more uses than just you're here to further whatever Mary dominion storyline. That's great as well. But, um, I, I feel like he's a good character for a lot of uses. And I, I kind of hope they bring Razumdar back again at some point, uh, to to be used in other sections so yeah yeah i I like when he shows up um in fact he may be a you know just from a literary standpoint he may be a wonderful candidate to have a tragic death um and really grip people not that i'm saying i want them to kill him off but yeah i um, feel like the community would fall apart at the seams if that happens (laughs) but i mean that's that's why you choose that character like that's why you pick a a character that everyone loves because there's actually weight in their death um right you know like you know let's say the events that occurred with abner tharn don't actually amount to his death or something like that Everyone's going to be like, oh, Abner Tharn's back. If they did amount to his death and we end up seeing a body or something, people are going to be like, oh, bummer. Abner died. Like, it's not going to resonate the same way as something like Razumdar. Man, I don't know. Abner Tharn has a cult. That's the thing about this Elder Scrolls series. And you'll see this more and more as we continue to cover characters. Even some of the responses we've gotten from people from previous ones. And we're going to be going more into Derry and Gutier Mm -hmm. and um, Naryu everybody has a fan club in this game. Everyone loves all of the it's characters. True. It's true. All of I just the characters think, have I think their own Tharn probably has a smaller fan club than some of the others. Yeah, well, I think on whole, yes, yeah. because he, yeah. 
he's a condescending douche and that works for some people and they find the humor in it but i think you're right i i the people who love abner tharn love abner tharn but then a lot of people are like like i'm very indifferent to abner tharn he's funny but it's like abner tharn um so yeah I, i i do agree raz definitely seems like a fan favorite honestly as we're going to delve into each of these factions kind of like secret service agent so to speak uh-huh. seems like it did exactly what they wanted because each one of them is very memorable mm-hmm. and has come back in a big way for a chapter which has been very interesting as well right and is likable in their own ways and, and in yeah. very different ways pretty different yeah yeah they're not they're not the same thing they they, they no. fulfill many of the same kinds of roles but they for sure they're very you know roguish types that are crafty but they're also great assassins and they're smooth talkers and but at the same time prior to one tamriel where we actually only really did our our faction it was you know we had our alliance we all had a very different second in command that was leading us around they had they filled the same role so to speak because each alliance needed one to do so since we weren't really cross-factioning yet mm-hmm. but as a result everyone kind of got hooked on their alliances second in command and it's been interesting to see that evolve as one tamriel hit and then we default we we changed into the style of chapters where characters come back and then lead a unified thing so you know you've got somerset you've got Morrowind, you've got elsewhere. Now these characters, when they're around again, tie that together outside of just the Alliance that they were originally there for. So, right. Right. Yeah. It'll be fun to get into these other ones. So we're going to, we're going to get the other two up, uh, over the next two weeks. And, um, yeah, their personalities are very different and I, I'm, I'm excited about it because I like them all for very different reasons. Um, but, but I like them all. I don't, I don't, it would be difficult for me to pick a favorite favorite. Like if I had to, if you had to say you have to pick a faction simply based on which of these three is your favorite, I would have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, cause they're each memorable in their own way. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, w- I would love to hear what our audience thinks, whether you're in chat and we can talk about this as, you know, after the episode concludes, or um, if you guys are listening on the podcast or watching a video of this, uh, you know, chime in, let us know on the discord on the robots radio discord, or shoot us some, some notes on, uh, social media on Twitter. Lotus and I are both on Twitter all the time. Um, but yeah, let us know, let us know your feelings about Raz and any of these other main characters and what your thoughts are on this. Um, and, and people are really good at this. If we kind of glossed over something and you're like, Oh, I wish you would have talked a little bit more about this. Shout it out. Let me know. Let me yeah, know. Let us know. Um, I, you know, there's, there's so much to these characters. If there's yeah. something else you're interested in, you can always let us know like, oh, I wish I knew this about them. That's oh, totally, yeah. totally valid. Like, More likely, cool. it's people saying, I can't believe you didn't bring up this thing. Yeah, and why didn't like, you mention this? I'm like, like well, you only fit so much into a show. Them. Maybe we'll hit more like, on okay. it in the future. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally get it. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. I'm, I'm in no way, in no means perfect in my delivery of any of this stuff. So if there's something yeah, I glossed and, over or could do a better job with, let me know. Exactly. And one of the things that, I, again, we, we kind of have like a universal spoiler warning to Lorecast. We don't, aim to spoil stuff but sometimes it's hard to discuss things without being able to mm-hmm. discuss storyline stuff so i'm i'm trying with a couple of references i made i tried to be as vague as i could but yeah. still reference the things without just yeah. 
oh, this happens. Like, here's the, you know, Razumdar is involved with the sweet roll killer quest. Well, okay, I'm not going to draw It doesn't out tell you what happens roll. or who that is or or how it res- right. results or anything like that. You just know exactly. that he's going to show up. But yes. if you if you looked at some of the screenshots, you know he's going to show up. Like, Right. Um, but that can be tricky sometimes. So if we ever leave anything out that you're interested in, exactly. Let us know. Cause like mm-hmm. sometimes trying to dodge that stuff, we might dodge too much of it. And you're curious about something else or know something else that we didn't even bring up that we should yeah. have mentioned. Yeah. So. Yeah. If we're going to do spoilers, I try to do it intentionally and it try, I try to make it very specific rather than we hit on like 12 different things this episode and any of those things could have been spoilers. So we tried to stay out of each of them. A certain yeah, amount. Yeah, no deep so, dives into like, oh, here's right. the main quest of Somerset. Like, right. here's how the Elmiri Dominion ends. It's like, okay, well, that's right, right. That's not great. Yeah, and 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 I and we regularly see people jump into this. I get questions almost every week where people reach out and they're like, "Hey, I've been listening to the Lorecast. I think I'm going to pick up Elder Scrolls Online. I've never played an MMO before right. or, or whatever." And 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 I know for a fact that if I go too deep into some of these, or if I just slip up and just kind of mention things, especially when we're talking about ESO. That like it doesn't matter if this thing happened five years ago in the game. It's brand new to them because there are right. people still discovering this today. So um, it's not like Skyrim. I feel like everybody in the world within the first three years of Skyrim being out <laughs> played through Skyrim, right? Like that was a thing. Yeah. And then everyone played through it uh, 10 hundred more times and added all the mods and in, in, in the world. And everybody knows everything about Skyrim. This is not really the same thing. Skyrim is. ESO is bigger than Skyrim. Like oh, yeah. there's more to it. There's more quests. Like it's so, like 10 times the size of Skyrim yeah, at this point. Try, trying to do all these things. I mean, the perfect example is, you know, me trying to explain my first interaction with Roz. What did I think? It's like, I've been playing the game. I mean, I played it back at beta briefly and I didn't care for it and mm. then played it as soon as it hit console and got into it at that point, like more than just dabbling in it. Um, but like it, it, it was only a couple of years ago that I actually did the storyline. So it's like, yeah, had had somebody spoiled the Elmiri storyline four years ago for me, even though I've been here for going on six or seven years, however long it is, I would have been like, oh, I didn't know that because I yeah. haven't played it yet. Yeah. So yeah, and there's so much you can do. You can you can completely yeah, play absolutely. this game for two or three years and only do the PVP stuff if you wanted. Yep. You could yeah, totally sure. do that and you'd have plenty to do. So, yep. yeah, yeah. I hope you guys understand. I'm sure you do. I'm sure we're just preaching to the choir here, but that, that's mm-hmm. why we're, we tiptoe around some things just so you guys are aware. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We'd love to hear. Um, and especially as we get further and further into ESO, I think we're going to dig a little bit further into some of these topics this year. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying the character, uh, the looks at these different characters. I enjoy doing character studies. I think that they're interesting. Um, it's a little bit less dry than say, uh, you know, the story of a place. Because ultimately <laughs> yeah. that comes down to the characters in the place and the events that happened. And I don't know, it's, it's nice to focus on the characters, but eventually we might get into some of the individual quest lines and some of the nitty gritty and some of that stuff. So, you know, let me know what you think about that stuff. And um, uh, I think that's it for this episode, Lotus. Anything sounds, uh, sounds about right. Anything cool going on? Anything, any other news? Any, I know you've been doing a lot of um, PVP and. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say it's, for me, it's largely been just enjoying mid-year mayhem um, in any ESO. It ends on Tuesday, I believe. Is that the ninth? It's the ninth on Tuesday. Sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll end and then I'll be back to uh, a little more normalcy of my thing where I do other things other than just play as much PVP as humanly possible to scoop up AP. Um <laughs> 
And <laughs> once once it ends, I'm actually excited is a weird way to put it, but I will be going back into Battlespire to pick up where I left off as I had to take a brief hiatus from that for yeah. Mid-Year Mayhem, but yeah. I have not forgotten about it. So I will be diving back into that. And uh, yeah, I'm very curious, especially since we've discussed it last episode, uh, you know, more of what we've seen and there's still more being tested on the PTS. Very excited for the upcoming uh, year in Elder Scrolls Online. So mm-hmm. yeah, excited I, stuff. I'm excited for the storyline stuff. Um, I want to see where that goes. Uh, yeah, me too. I also I can't wait to see the new zones. Yeah. And being that we've, we know now where things are going, it makes me even more curious about next year. <laughs> and I know that's like a long way to look off, but <laughs> I know it's kind of easy to say, okay, we're going to do Morrowind again. We're going to do Skyrim again. We're going to do Oblivion again, like in, and revise them, make them similar, but different, you know, like, yeah. That's fairly easy to do. It's also easy to say, okay, we haven't been to the, you know, the actual island of Somerset, so we're definitely going to do that. Um, yep. We haven't been to elsewhere, so we definitely are going to do that. We, you know, okay, we haven't been to where the Argonians, now we've been to where the Argonians are. We haven't done the Dark Brotherhood. Okay, now we've done the Dark Brotherhood. We haven't done where the Orcs live. We've done where the Orcs live. You know, like, right. if you look at all kind of like the main things that would naturally, that you would naturally just put on a list, almost all of them have been checked off at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, it makes me even more I, yeah. curious about what kind of creative thing they're going to come up with for the next year, but we're going to have to wait a long time till before we can get that. So oh, for sure, we'll have to see. Um, and it also makes me wonder, you know, the closer and closer we get to, I know, you know, Starfield is going to come out before Elder Scrolls six, but the events of Elder Scrolls six tying in, in some ways to the lore that's going on in Elder Scrolls online they have they have an opportunity. This is the first time they've released a game since Elder Scrolls Online. So in the Elder Scrolls Online, it happens in the past. And for all intents and purposes, Elder Scrolls Six is ha- you know every mainline game continues further into the future. So there might be things. I mean, they have so much opportunity to use callbacks to the events that happen in ESO in Elder Scrolls Six and use those yes. as foundations for the quest lines and the stories and the characters and all sorts of things like the connection, the the potential lore connections here are huge because we actually have a backstory to it all now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I almost didn't. I, I don't know what this almost slipped my mind. And this is news related. And I guess just kind of like maybe a good way to close. I don't know if you saw this yet. Um, something just this is more than just Elder Scrolls, but it's obviously very heavily tied in. Um, I don't know if you saw that uh, Bethesda made the announcement and actually like a lot of stuff has mm-hmm. been getting talked about. Um, the founder and CEO, Robert Altman, actually yes. passed away. Yeah. yeah. So my condolences to him and his family. You know, that if it wasn't for him and others at the start of this we wouldn't have any of what we have. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> like, um, everybody's stories, been sharing this today on social media yep. and it is, is it's very tragic. Yeah. So that's something I feel that, uh, you know, is, is worth noting because, um, obviously I never met him or, or, or talked to him, but I did hear from several people who work at Zoss and Bethesda that I do know that he was like a super nice guy. Um, so I don't really have any reason to, not assume that's true and again you know i owe my favorite series and one of my other favorite series with fallout (laughs) yeah i mean he didn't create it but they've bringing it back keeping it going yeah also they turned it into something that i enjoyed more than 
right. prior to. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wasn't as big a fan of the, the 2D ones. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, just, just figured that was worth mentioning because, you know, that's, that's sad to hear. Um, yeah, the amount of uh, the number of employees that I have seen write personal messages. Yeah. And you know that this isn't a like a mandated business thing because that would be really tacky. The fact that yeah, so well, many... especially from their personal accounts, like right. they're not from business accounts. Like right. they, a lot of them very specifically run their personal accounts and they say whatever they want oh, yeah. within reason. You know what I mean? Like so I mean it's amazing. Like um like people I didn't even know their names. And you know, like they're in they do this thing, they're in charge of this thing, they work on this team. Um you just look across the company and this is this is one of those tragedies that I'm sure is affecting a lot of people personally. So, um, yeah. you know, our hearts go out to you and to his family and to everybody who knew him and worked for him. Um, you know, I hope things can continue well, uh, at the company and that everybody's able to, to adjust. Um, and for sure. And I appreciate all that he has to contribute, <laughs> right? Having a good boss is rare enough in this world. And it's extremely unfortunate when, when somebody like that passes, um, yeah, because, you know, somebody who who cares for their employees, who builds a strong company, who takes care of the people who work with them, um, that's rare and it's it's notable. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's all we can really say. But um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. I've got my I've got my regular shows, robotsradio.net. You can check out any of the other shows on the network, including the Fallout Lorecast. If you're into that, into Fallout as well. There's a bunch of other shows on the network as well. And the Rocket Club, which I mention on occasion, uh, we're down to one slot left. We have five members for the Rocket Club and they're all launching brand new shows, including a show called Elder Scrolls Off the Rails, which you guys should look up. The first episode is available now, so you guys should go check that out as well. And uh, a bunch of other shows on the network so if you're looking for more things to listen to we've got plenty of it go check all that stuff out and if you want help launching your own podcast or you've got a podcast that isn't performing as well as you would want and you want somebody to help you kind of you know stir it up a little bit get it out there and, and help you with marketing it then the rocket club might be exactly the place for you so go check that out at robotsradionet slash rocket dash club uh or just shoot me a note and say hey tom where's that link and i'll, I'll send it to you <laughs> I'll see if I can help you out. All right, Lotus. Well, thanks again for joining me, buddy. My pleasure. All right. Well, have some uh, have some more fun in PvP. Good luck with the rest of uh, the event. And I will. I was going to say lots lots more other factions to murder at the, until Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And until until then, you know, be be sly and uh, sneaky and qualified like a uh, Razumdar, and maybe everybody will love you. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at elderscrollslorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me, your host robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, and anywhere else 
you get your podcasts. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now.